welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited that tomorrow I'm leaving to go out of town to get married. And so today's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I've been doing in preparation for the wedding and a little update on my life. The last few episodes, I haven't been doing a little life update. I've just been getting right to the point. And so today I'm going to catch you up a little bit on life here in Miami. It's, uh, it's redundant and captain obvious to state that it's hot here excessive heat warnings. I think it's day 20 of record heat or something like that in, in Miami. It's so hot. I I mean, now it's just becomes just laughable some days. But the last day or two, we've had a breeze, which has made life a little bit more bearable. Um, but it's been busy. Boot camp has been growing. We've been targeting our community more to get people to know that we're here. So boot camp is growing and it's so exciting new people coming, trying us out, loving it, staying, joining as members. And then we do a lot of social events. And so we get to go out to breakfast. We just went and saw the Barbie movie together. And so getting to know all these people, it's so much fun. Having been homeschooled and raised in a religious cult with very few friends, it is never lost on me when I show up somewhere and there's a bunch of people there. They're like, hi, Kristen. I'm like, I have friends. I love it so much. Um, so it's been really busy with that. And then getting married, we decided to do this this summer and it crept up on us. I knew it was soon, but holy buckets, it's this week. So very, very exciting. Um, we're leaving tomorrow morning. We're flying out of Fort Lauderdale. Direct flight, thank you, Jesus, into San Francisco. Um, we have talked about it in a previous episode. Some of the layover options um, to get to San Francisco from Miami are just awful, and some of the airlines are awful. But um, flying out of Fort Lauderdale gave us the opportunity to fly direct on JetBlue, which I love JetBlue. If you've not flown JetBlue, I don't have a horse in this game, but a horse in this race, I don't have a... I don't have a skin in the game, whatever. Um, they have more legroom than any other airline. They give you more stuff on the flight. They always have free Wi-Fi. Um, you do have to pay for your bags, but that's just how it is everywhere. But anyway, so very, very excited about that. Um, I talked in my episode last week, I think it was, about forgiveness and moving on from divorce, which was kind of appropriately timed because I'm getting married again. And I never thought, I always said I would never get married again. I don't see the point. And plus, you know, I've had my turn, yada, yada, yada. But it's another proof to you that you should never say never. Um, Because here we go. When Roy and I first started dating, I had said, you know, I don't plan to get married again. So just so you know, I mean, I could see myself dating you and being in a committed relationship, but I'm not going to get married. And he just said, well that's it it's really important to me like if I want to be with somebody I'm I'm gonna want to marry them it's not just okay for me to just be in a relationship forever and he put that out there right away now I could have said okay well I'm not dating you then because it's never happening but there was just something about him that was like well you know I guess that's not a game changer with this guy he's you know got a lot of really great traits and it doesn't scare me anymore to think about getting married. And so here we are. But I think I actually proposed to him first kind of unofficially. But 
anyway, we're love warriors. We decided that our past relationships don't have to have anything to do with our future. And um, we've been really intentional about creating a vision of what we want to come. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about this point right here because we have started um, digging into the work of Joe Dispenza. And Joe Dispenza is a neuroscientist and he's a thought leader and he teaches people how to meditate, how to visualize, and how to create their own future, to get free from the chains of the past. I don't know how else to describe him, but um, if you go to drjoedispenza.com, you can read up on all of his programs and what he offers. But um, I'm going to be going to a week-long meditation retreat of his in September, and one of the prereqs is to take his courses that he has online, an intensive course and a progressive course where he teaches about how the brain works and how emotions work and how we can truly get our bodies out of the record of the past into a new experience. And uh, so Ryan, I started watching the lessons. It's an online recording of his seminars, um, these two seminars. And so we've been watching them at night before bed and just learning about our brains and what's possible when we can essentially stop doing the things that we don't want to do anyway and start doing things that we do want to do, which, you know, oh, wow, that sounds easy, but we all know it's not. So as part of this, we committed that we would do this, and then we decided we were going to meditate together every single morning without fail to take 20 to 25 minutes and clear our brains and meditate. And the point of this, Dr. Joe talks about it, but the point of meditation is not to just clear your brain and sit there without your brain doing anything, which is virtually impossible, but to train your mind to stop, to be, to take dominion over your mind. As he describes it, you have a thought, your body follows. You wake up in the morning, you think coffee, you find yourself in front of the coffee pot. You think bathroom, you find yourself in the bathroom, you think brush teeth, you're brushing your teeth. When you have a thought, your body follows. And over time, we develop these habits and patterns so much so that our body knows exactly what's coming and we are, we're already in, we're living the past over and over again. And if we don't like something in our world, unless we intentionally interrupt it and change it, it's going to perpetuate. So when you come to a situation where Roy and I both have been married and divorced, we are both imperfect people. We both have flaws and failures that we that we acknowledge and that we don't want to come up into future relationships. Well, what do you do? You sit around in fear that it's going to happen or just hope for the best? Dr. Joe teaches you can intentionally interrupt and change and create the future that you want. So by learning all of this and then putting it into practice during meditation, it allows us to create what we want. So the meditation, the point of the meditation is to sit, to stop, to not start our days with all the activities that we're going to be doing, but to sit, clear the mind, and visualize the future to imagine what we want, to create what we want in our minds, and then go out and live that way. And it is profoundly impactful. Um, I struggle to find words big enough to describe what it has done in my life, in our home, in our relationship, in everything that we do. 
It's a 25-minute recorded guided meditation we purchased from him. It's $20. There's an evening one and a morning one. We kept falling asleep in the evening one. So we're like, let's just do the morning one for now. Um, So we stop feeling bad about the fact we fall asleep. But basically, it just starts out. He guides you through it. it. There's music. You put it on kind of loud so you aren't distracted by other noises. And essentially, he gets you to focus your awareness on your body and on your breath to just stop the flow of thoughts. And it's so fascinating because I sit down and all of a sudden it's to-do list. Oh, I got to do this. I got to remember this. And I have to say, nope, stop. You can think about that later. Come back to the breath. Come back to the present moment. And over a few minutes of time, the brain wanders a little less and less. And then he guides you to what is the dream of the future? And so for Roy and me, you know, it, it varies each day what I visualize, but you know, the vision of our future is working together and building, um, building work together that impacts people that we can use our best selves to go out and, and make meaningful connections and, um, light people up. And so to, um, to visualize and manage, imagine those things. And then, um, visualizing and managing what I want for our dynamic. So a lot of times I get very patient, impatient. And so it's like mentally rehearsing. What is the dream of the future? I want to react with patience and kindness and love. I want to react with trust and courage and, and compassion. I want to have fun and dance and laugh and keep the main thing the main thing. And so to really spend time creating that in the mind and in the heart and in the soul. And then he prompts, now what, what parts of you do you not want to have in your future? And it, it gives the time to say, you know what? I don't want to be snappy. I don't want to be impatient. I don't want to doubt. I don't want to get overwhelmed. I no longer want to see an obstacle and quit. I no longer want to feel like I don't have enough resources. I want to, when I want to do something and see a challenge, I want to not stop and feel overwhelmed. I want to push through. And so to really grab the things I don't want and then reimagine again the future without those obstacles. And so by the time we're out of this meditation, it's a renewal of the vision. It's an intentional creation of the day and of the future. And now we're in brand new energy. The old is being actively dismissed and we're both able to spend time creating the future it's a game changer. I'm telling you. And I've been using this with so many different areas of my life and meditation. And one really important key that I have found, um, bringing this around to diet and health and nutrition, because that's also what I'm here to talk about. Mentally rehearsing through visualization, how I want to show up in my body, in my mental dialogue has been a part of this too. So to go to an event or be around food situations where normally I forget about what I'm doing and I'll mindlessly eat or I will find myself binge eating on something I shouldn't or um, something with a food situation where in the past I have not been able to stay in control. So to mentally rehearse, say, all right, I'm going to go to this party. There's going to be Doritos and Cheetos and popcorn. And normally I would just mindlessly eat that and then later say, oh man, well, how do I want to show up? I want to walk right past that stuff and I want to focus in on the connection I'm there for, the event that I'm there for. I want to focus on this emotion or this feeling or this person or this part of the event. So by visualizing how I do want to show up, and some of us would say, oh, that's wishful thinking. I can't pull that off. Well, if we spend enough time 
in that future, creating it in our brain, and then living in the emotion of leaving that party, that basking in, wow, I stayed in control. I didn't let that situation take away what I wanted. To really invest your emotion in that outcome before it happens. Your body doesn't know the difference. You get to experience the joy of being in control before you're ever in the room. And then you can also say, all right, here's what I don't want to do. And see yourself grabbing mindlessly the Cheetos, the orange fingers. And then I I don't want to feel that way. So how do I want to feel? I want to feel in control. I want to feel fed. I want to feel nourished. I want to feel connected with why I'm there. And I want to feel that sense of control and glee and pride and freedom when I walk out of there having stayed in control. I recommend that you try mentally rehearsing food situations, even if you're not a big meditator. Mentally rehearse. How do you want to show up? What do you not want to do? And then rehearse it going exactly the way that you want. With enough repetition, you can create those habits in your head so when you walk into that situation, it feels normal to show up the way that you want. This works. It 100% works. Now, you have to actually take the time to stop and do this, to meditate, to visualize, but it 100% works. If you spend time in your mind imagining and emoting and feeling all of that When your body is in linear time at that place, at that event, it's going to be familiar to you to do the thing that you want instead of doing what you always used to do. So give that a try. It's really, really great. So every single day we've been meditating. It's been a game changer. And what happens too sometimes when I meditate, most times I get kind of a word of the day, a feeling of the day, and then I get to bring that to boot camp. And I feel like it is helpful for my coaching there. It's helpful to bring that to the people that are out there looking to me to inspire them, motivate them, give them a workout, give them an experience. Well, if I've already spent time in meditation, turning my brain off from all the to-do lists and bask in the joy, the love, the power that I want to feel in my life, then I've got some of that refresh to bring to those people. So Check out Dr. Joe, drjoedispenza.com. I highly, highly recommend his intensive and progressive online course. Um, it, it's $299, but it's like 20 hours of his lectures and guided meditations. It is the best money I have spent in my life. I'm not exaggerating. That was the best money I have spent in my life. I have zero fear, zero anxiety, zero worry about my future because I'm going to create it. Life on life's terms is going to happen around me, but I have a vision of my future and I'm going to create it. I'm going to intentionally walk out of those parts of me that do not serve me. And I'm going to intentionally put on the parts of me that I want. I want to be patient. I want to be um, tenacious. I want to lead with love. I want to feel people's hearts. So I'm going to do that more and more every day with intention. It's possible for us. Anything that we desire to be, we can be, but it doesn't happen by accident. And if left unchecked, we stay in the patterns of our past and we don't have to. We don't have to have the past have any dominion over our future. At some point, it's like the past is there, it's happened, but we can also just give it the rest of our life and say, this happened. I'm never getting over it. I'm never going to change. This is just how I am. Well, you're making that decision then. It's never, this is just how I am. We can change our traits. We can change our behaviors. 
We can change our thoughts. We can change so much more than we think. I think we can change everything. So that's, that's been powerful. So I wanted to share that here. Dr. Joe Dispenza.com. His book, Becoming Supernatural, is really phenomenal. I started with reading that. Um, a long time ago, I read his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which was also, I mean, mind-blowing to really understand how much of our lives are predictable because we are creatures of habit and our brains love to learn something um, and so it can put you on autopilot. And I don't know about you, but I don't want my whole life to be on autopilot. I want to be active in my life. It's really important to hydrate. Everybody tells you that, I'll tell you that. But when you sweat, you're not just losing water. You are losing electrolytes and you can replace them with my favorite product. I'm so stoked about Cure. Curehydration.com, go there. Read up on the science on these electrolytes. But I will tell you, I started using these on a whim. I was training a client. She works for Cure. She gave me samples. I was blown away at my energy level increase by starting my day with a glass of water and one packet of Cure. The flavors are amazing. They're based in a dehydrated coconut water with natural flavors, sweetened with stevia, no artificial garbage. And it's the World Health Organization's oral rehydration solution. It's been tried and true and tested around the world more effective than an IV drip to rehydrate you. Go to curehydration.com. Use my coupon code, KristenSmith20. It's going to get you 20% off your first order, and that stacks on any other discount that they have, including their additional 15% off for, for, for subscriptions. Do not wait. Try this. It is a massive game changer, especially if you're active, especially if you are experiencing heat where you live. Cure hydration. This I'm telling you, will change your day. I drink way less coffee. I have way more energy. I have more stamina and endurance in my workouts. And when I sweat, I sweat liberally and I don't get exhausted from it. Try Cure Hydration. Use my code, KristenSmith20, and save. So I'm going to talk about uh, my 10-day cut. So I had a lot of questions because I posted on Instagram this week, my day one photo and weight and a little bit about this 10 day cut diet that I'm doing. So I'm really happy with my body between 165 and 170. If I go over 170, I like to pull it down under 170. My body is happy there. I get to eat a good amount of food there. My body fits into all of my clothes. I'm active, etc. I've kind of like stopped dieting and I just work to keep my weight right around 165 to 170. Closer to 165, I really feel like I look my best, um, but I don't really do anything extreme to get down to that either. So, but for my wedding, camera adds five pounds. I thought, all right, I have a nice little goal. I'm going to do this 10 day cut and just see what happens and not go so extreme that I'm going to like go crazy. So this 10 day cut diet is an iteration of one that was used before my last bodybuilding show. There are lots of final 10 day cut strategies people use for bodybuilding where they manipulate um, salt and water intake too, because um, to get on stage, you have to be dehydrated. I didn't do any of that. I don't plan on doing that. In fact, you know, I am all about electrolytes and hydration. So um, curehydration.com, use my code KristenSmith20 for 20% off. I'm telling you, you've got to try this stuff. A little shameless plug. Okay. So here's the formula. Now I will say nobody, nobody should ever eat less than 1200 calories. I don't care who you are. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. 
And so if, if you're going to follow this, I don't want to hear about it. This is not, I'm not telling you to do this and you should never do a diet without proper medical supervision. I'm not telling anybody to do this. I'm telling you what I did. So if you're not relatively lean, this isn't going to work well for you because of the formula. So, but if you're relatively lean, you take really good care of your body and you want to drop some pounds off the scale quickly. Now this is not all fat. Most of it's going to be water weight. Um, but this is, this is the strategy that I'm using. So the formula is 10 calories times however many pounds you weigh. So on day one, I was 169 pounds. So right at the top of my range, totally fine. Don't need to lose weight, but this is what I'm doing for funsies. Certainly I have enough body fat. I could lose a chunk of weight and be healthy. So I'm at the high end of my healthy range. So that's why it's okay that I do this. So 10 calories per pound. So 1,690 calories. That's actually a really good number for me. Um, I'm pretty active. And so at 1,690 calories, I'm getting a nice um, calorie deficit in there. And then the formula for the macros. This is where it's very complex for bodybuilding, but I stripped this down to very basic. So it's one and a half grams of protein times your weight in pounds. And then it's a quarter of a gram of fat per pound. And then the rest of your calories are carbohydrates. So I don't have my calculator handy, but basically my protein 1.5 times 169. So it ended up being a little over 250. I rounded it to 250 grams of protein. So I'm going to eat 1,690 calories and of those calories, 250 grams of them have to be protein. The reason this works is because of the balance in the macros and that you're not eating 1,690 calories in Cheetos. So 250 grams of protein is 1,000 of my calories in protein. So that's a lot. (laughs) Um, That's a lot. That's basically everything I'm going to put in my mouth is going to be protein. And it has to be lean protein because it's a quarter of a gram of fat per pound of body weight. So that's not much at all. 1690 divided by four is something very small. Now, I don't have the math in front of me, but I say that that way because it brings me below 50 grams of fat. I will not eat less than 50 grams of fat on purpose. I mean, it happens sometimes when I'm doing this, but my goal is never less than 50 grams of fat. Why? Because fat is so important to hormonal balance. When I eat less than that, I'm a jerk. I'm crabby. I'm short-tempered. I don't feel good. My body needs fat. My brain needs fat. We need fat. So 50 is even low. So 50 grams of fat and then the rest is carbs. So basically that means everything that I eat is going to be lean protein. And then there's going to be trace amounts of carbs and fats and things. Like I had ham. There's a little bit of fat in ham. I had some eggs. There's fat in the egg yolks. So I'm getting the fat in that way. Um, Carbohydrates. There's a little bit of carbohydrate in my um, electrolyte mix. Um, But a very, very, very trace amounts of carbs. So that's day one. 1690, 250 in protein. So when I started that, I dropped weight overnight, which always happens because it's water weight. But then I took that new scale number and I did the math again to get my new numbers. So when you're being super meticulous, a couple of grams of this or that actually matter. So every day this week, I I weighed and then recalculated this protein number. So days one through seven, that's the formula. 
Now, what happens when you eat only protein, basically? Your muscles empty out of water and glycogen because you're not eating enough carbohydrates for your body to store it. So what happens is you get tired, you feel weak, and you look just skinny and deflated. So my muscles are very small looking right now, smaller than normal. I feel flat and kind of flappy because I haven't put carbohydrates in my body. So days eight and nine... The formula flips, same amount of calories, but this time it's just a half a gram of protein per pound of body weight and one and a half grams of carbs. So basically, um, today and tomorrow, I will be cranking the carbs. So I will be eating about 250 grams of carbs, which is mostly carbs, which I am actually not a fan of that. I will be very sleepy. It's a lot of sugar in the body. Even if it's real healthy carbohydrates, it carbohydrates turn to sugar in the body. But what happens is, is all of that goes directly to the muscles to fill up the muscles. Um, and the weight loss will stop because as you eat carbohydrates, each carbohydrate pulls some water molecules with it into the glycogen and fills the muscles. So now you're retaining a little water plumping up the muscles. So this week, between Sunday to Sunday, I lost four pounds on the scale. And I have a body fat, a body composition scale, and my body fat percentage went down 1%. So that's not a lot, one, but for me, that's significant in a small amount of time. Now, the reason why this is safe is because I'm eating so much protein that is keeping my muscles intact. That is me making sure that I'm not losing muscle mass while I'm dropping all of this weight. So apparently that worked just based on my body composition scale. So I've been following this. I had a one situation where I did not follow it, which was we went to the Barbie movie and I had movie theater popcorn with butter. Not a ton, but I was like, listen, wedding or no wedding, I have not had movie theater popcorn in years. And I said, when I go see Barbie, I'm having popcorn. And I'm seeing Barbie and I'm having popcorn. And so I had popcorn and it was so good. So I had some carbs on a day I shouldn't have, which kind of messed up a little bit of this for me as far as getting the most out of the process, but I don't care. I'm sitting here a week into it. Um, This is day eight. I've lost four pounds off the scale. My stomach is flat. In fact, it's, it's concave. Um, I've had a ton of energy because I've been eating the protein. Um, I feel great and I look lean and my dress is going to fit just fine. And so that makes me glad because I feel like my body has leaned out a little bit and I'm still, I'm at 165, which is now the low end of my kind of where I feel like I look good or I look my best. I always look good. Um, I'm not being arrogant. I'm just saying we should never say we, we, we should never say to ourselves, we don't look good. Um, so that's a formula, 10 calories per pound. And then day one through seven, it's one and a half grams protein per pound and half, uh, basically half a carb per pound and a quarter fat per pound. And then days eight and nine, and then day 10 being whatever your event day is. So day 10 will be my wedding, which I'm not really care about what I'm going to eat that day. Um, you switch it and increase the carbs, but you keep those calories stable at 10 grams per pound, 10 calories per pound. So that's the formula. It worked delightfully well, even with my, my popcorn thing. So I know the number one question I've been getting when I posted this on social is what are you eating? 
to get all that protein. Well, I'll tell you, it is not exactly fun. It's not drudgery because I'm, it's not like it's bad food, but um, it's not exciting food. Um, there's this idea that people, people want a diet that's going to work, but then they want to like everything they're eating and they want to feel like they're not on a diet. Well, if you're trying to cut a bunch of water off your weight, body and fat in a week, why do you think that you're going to be able to love everything you eat? Like it doesn't work that way. Highly palatable food is highly caloric. If you eat highly palatable, highly caloric food, you're not going to be, um, not going to stay full and your body isn't going to be releasing fat. So it's kind of like, get over it. Like, what do you want? I get a little impatient in my role as a coach when that's kind of what, well, you know, I don't want to suffer at all. I want to do whatever I want. I want it to taste good. I want it to be easy, but I want my body to do what I tell it. Well, your body is a finely tuned machine that we abuse constantly by putting crap in it. So we cannot just say, I want my body to do this thing and I still want to give it crap and I want to get a change and I want to be healthy. No. We have to do something uncomfortable to get our body to fix itself, to get our body to, do, to, to release excess fat. We have to essentially pay back the debt that we have put ourselves in with excess fat in our body. So I'm not in drudgery. I've enjoyed my food, but it's not exciting. It's not, oh my God, this is amazing. Now, when you're really good and hungry, everything tastes good. So that's the thing too. Number one, the eating strategy, the overwhelming game changer in all things is do not eat food unless you are hungry. So I strived very hard to only eat when I was physically hungry and hungry on a scale of six to eight out of 10. So hungry, not hangry. Oh my God, I got to eat. Not just a little hungry, but I am really hungry. Now I don't care what I'm going to eat. I just want to be satisfied that level of food, that level of hunger. So, um, and when you're eating protein, it's very hard to overeat protein because it doesn't fit. It doesn't smush into nothing like potato chips and donuts and cookies. Uh, Protein continues to hold its mass when you chew it up for the most part. So breakfast would be egg whites, chicken sausage, and eggs. I cut down on how many eggs I was eating and I switched a little egg whites in because Eggs have fat, and this was a lower-fat diet. So chicken sausage, egg whites, eggs. Um, Sometimes I didn't eat breakfast. If I wasn't hungry, I waited till I was hungry. Um, I ate a lot of oven-roasted turkey breasts, so organic, clean, deli meats. Um, Boris Head is a good brand. I ate a lot of um, turkey breast, and I would put... um, put some lettuce in there. So you can eat unlimited green vegetables if you want to. I did not eat very many, but I like to make a little roll up of the turkey with some crunchy romaine. So I ate that, um, just a lot of meat like that. Um, Chicken breast, and then I got some really lean sirloin steaks and I put those in the air fryer. Orange roughy, I made a lot of that in the air fryer with no fat. That's just high protein, low calorie, very filling. A lot of Greek yogurt. So Oikos has a triple zero Greek yogurt. There's no added sugar. It's high protein, really good flavors. I get it at Costco. I ate a lot of that and I ate a lot of 2% cottage cheese. So fat in that, but I'm allowed to have 50 grams of fat a day. Um, I Some days I ate an entire tub of cottage cheese. I love cottage cheese. There's a period of time where I went off dairy and dairy is an inflammatory food. There's no denying it. It's not bothering me. I'm not having any issues with it, and so I'm eating it. So cottage cheese, Greek yogurt. Um, I was every single day. I did a protein shake using Active Stacks. 
Active Stacks is the only protein powder that I'm using now. It is a beef protein-based um, protein powder. So I'm off of all whey uh, protein because it that was making me look pregnant. Something about whey protein is bloating me. And so I'm done with whey protein. Active Stacks is beef protein. And then the chocolate one is cocoa powder, stevia, a little bit of stevia, and then beef protein. So I'll mix that up with almond milk and have that. Um, I made that into a Ninja Creamy um, pint of, of blended. I don't know if you have a Ninja Creamy, but you need to get one. It basically just stirs up frozen anything into a knockoff of ice cream. So freezing the protein shake and then putting it in the creamy just stirs it up so it's got the texture of ice cream. Phenomenal. So that's basically what I was eating. Protein, fish, some lean beef, some lean chicken, lean turkey, a lot of lunch meat, but again, don't get the garbage, get really high quality. Um, And then Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, eggs, and egg whites. Now I eat a lot of that stuff most of the time. I usually skew about 150 to 180 in protein. So this isn't a huge jump for me to get that high. But the kicker for me is pulling the fat down because I normally eat a pretty high fat diet. So by not eating fat, my body's able to pull fat off my body for a little bit of fuel. But it's one week. It's not this massive giant thing that's gonna, you know, I'm, I will most likely rebound this weight in a couple of weeks. I'm just eating normally. I'm not gonna binge, I'm not gonna go crazy, but it's a little bit of an artificial way to get some fat loss. Now, if you are getting ready for an event, it's a nice way to get that ball rolling. And if you're at the, um, if you don't have an event, just to pick 10 days to say, I'm gonna focus on just eating protein and let my body release some water weight, release a little fat. And then if you just continue that you know, strategy and just step down gradually, you won't have this like massive weight gain. I don't expect this to go back up overnight. Um, I just tend to settle back in, in that 168, 169 range pretty easily. But um, carbohydrates and fats I've gotten from things like egg yolk, some guacamole. Um, I've kind of had a few bites of rice here and there, but I just have focused on protein and fat instead of carbs. I am happy without carbs. Um, I had some potatoes the other day as my carbs. Um, I really prefer fat over carbs. So I really want my egg yolks and I would love, you know, I make chicken sausage, which has a little bit of fat and then dairy with some fat in it. So that's what I've been eating and it's effective. So tomorrow is my last day to I'll be able to weigh, um, on this. So we'll see what the scale is in the morning is the final kind of like result of the 10 day cut. But if you're interested in trying it, um, I have to tell you, talk to your doctor and don't do anything crazy. But the reason this works so well too is you have to be consistent. You can't diddly dally with it because it's a small margin and it's a formula. And if you don't follow it, like I would have gotten way different results if I hadn't had popcorn the other day. Um, so that skewed things. I don't even know how much because I don't know what it would have been. Um, but I chose to do that. So skewed the results a little bit. I mean, it was nice. My muscles pumped up a little bit before they flattened back out. So um so there you have it. If you want to try this, a safer version is 12 grams or 12 calories per pound of body weight. So that's significantly larger amount of food. And so you could do that safely for a couple of weeks as long as you're getting your protein in. You should have nice weight loss. In fact, 12 calories per pound is often the number I use when I calculate people's numbers for weight loss um, to get them started. So if you have questions on this, let me know. Um, I'll post something on Instagram with my final, uh, my final after, but 
The other thing I want to note about this, I had, like I said, I kind of quit dieting. I quit, I had stopped logging so intentionally and I've been working on just eating when I am hungry, stopping when I'm full to a scale of six to eight out of 10 and not counting and paying so much attention to all the perfect numbers. And when I did that over a period of a couple of months, my weight leveled off and has stayed right in the sweet spot. And it's been nice. Now, as soon as I started this counting and logging and fixating, not only do I feel like it became in my head really hard, but I started to have more mental noise about my body because I started to fixate on it, not looking lean enough or not looking like this, that, or the other. And all of a sudden I lost my peace about my body. I lost it again and I had just recently found it. And so I realized that any kind of fixation on an outcome on appearance brings me discontent. I'm happiest when I don't look in the mirror and criticize what I look like. Instead, I look at, did I do the thing that I'm supposed to do? And so I switched that mindset through the middle here and I just looked at my numbers, logged my food. Did I do what I said that I was going to do? Good. I take pride in that. Now, if my body doesn't do anything in response, then it doesn't do anything in response. I did this thing, whether it works or not, not up to me and has nothing to do with who I am. So I've had to be very intentional. So if you're like, the scale screws with me, I I should just know logically that it's okay. You are not alone. It doesn't matter if you're overweight or not. It doesn't matter if you've reached your goal weight. I've reached my goal weight. I still get the mental noise around the scale. It's because we're measuring something that we don't have complete control over day to day. You can do everything right for a week and the scale won't tell you anything different. But the scale can only tell you how much volume of a human is on the scale. It can't tell you what it's made up of and um, your body will hold water. Pick up a gallon of water at the store. It's a lot of pounds. I think it's uh, uh, like eight or 10 pounds or something. So if your body retains half a gallon of water because you ate something different, that's five pounds of water. The scale's gonna tell you you're fat, but it's not all fat. So remember that the scale has the power to really steal your joy and steal your self-confidence and steal what you believe about yourself. And what you need to focus on to believe about yourself is that you are a soul inside a body and we can manipulate what the body looks like, but it's just an idea. It's just a, a vehicle to bring our soul around. We don't have to say, I am good if my body looks X, Y, Z, or I am bad if it does not. We can set goals for ourselves and enjoy looking aesthetically pleasing unto ourselves and our own minds and to our partners. But when it steals our joy, when it steals our ability to feel good about all the work we're doing, then it becomes counterproductive. So be mindful of that. Um, So let me know if you try this little 10-day cut. You could also do it for five days or one week. It really gets easier. I mean, I would say today's day eight. It's the easiest day of them all. I woke up. I was in a super big hurry after boot camp. I had some turkey breast and cottage cheese. I went to work. After work, I had a little salad with hard-boiled egg and turkey and green peppers. And I'm still full, so I haven't eaten again. So um, protein keeps you full, which is nice. So you have time for other things. So lastly, if you have not picked up Alan Carr's Stop Emotional Eating the Easy Way book, do it. I'm going to be doing a series of podcasts on that book. It's really terrific. It teaches you the difference between fueling your body and just eating for other reasons and how we've been lied to about junk food, about the food industry, about what fit, beautiful, perfect people actually do. 
They tout Magnum bars and, you know, all of these sweets and treats. And we think, oh, well, you can have all of this stuff and have a perfect life. No, this stuff poisons your body, shortens your life, makes you feel like garbage, triggers sugar coma sometimes. And, uh, you know, they're not all actually doing those things. If we all ate that way, we would all have health problems, which is why I think uh, there's so many health problems in America. Um, Because there's an idea that you can be healthy and fine and still eat crap. And you know what? The crap catches up to you. So we're going to be talking about that book on the podcast. Pick it up. Alan Carr's Stop Emotional Eating the Easy Way. It's a game changer. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email. Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience. And make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.